I'm Rene Ritchie. And I'm Georgia Dow. And welcome to Apple Talk, the new reborn, rebooted podcast where we talk about Apple and big tech companies and how they affect our civilization, our culture, and our lives. No big deal. No big deal. So I need to confront you about something. The internet wants answers. The internet demands the truth. Why don't you update your apps or your operating systems? What's, what's going on here? I do eventually update my apps. Some, well, okay, no. I update my operating system eventually. I update my apps when it benefits me in some way. I'm gonna get a new level, I'm gonna get a new character, emoji, or security breaches. But besides that, I really find the um, experience of updating unpleasant, right? Like I am used to a certain layout that buttons are where I expect them to be. And then suddenly everything's changed. And like, why should I even update? Just because it says I should update? Because there's a little tiny like number on top of it or a little tiny bubble next to it like that's harassing me to update. I don't think that yes. that's right. Yeah, I am so stressed right now because I see those. I see a notification. I turn off a lot of... The badges, because right. if I see it, I must tap on it. I am compelled. I cannot. I cannot just let those those bubbles, those badges abide. And the idea that an update is sitting there, it and I'm not installing it. I'm the complete opposite of you. So you update immediately. Like, well, okay. So sometimes for work, you're like on the beta. So you're not even just yes. updating when everyone else is. You're updating at the beginning. You don't have any painful experiences when things suddenly don't work? When Craig Federici says a new beta is available and you can download it now, I'm hitting that download button until it works. <laughs> I am installing it on my main, please do not do this. Do not be like this me. I do this so that you don't have to, but I am downloading and putting that anyways. beta on my phone. I have suffered for it. I have paid for it. I don't do it on my main production machine, like the machine that I have to edit the videos on. Right. I let that go months before I do updates. Right. So and luckily you have multiple machines where you can kind of get away with updating one where it's not going to destroy everything. Well, my Mac. I mean, like I update my my iPhone, my iPad, my right. Apple Watch. You know, those get the betas. Okay. But my Mac, I, I need that for worky work. So I'm more hesitant. But I, I get it because there is a change, but I sort of want to know, I want, I want to be in on it. I don't want anyone else to get something I'm not getting. Yeah. And it's not just that change and the fear of the unknown. It's that... Like, I have to use this for work, and mm -hmm. I have a certain speed that I can go about it, and I don't like that feeling of feeling stupid when I use my phone. And when I can't figure out how to do something, when the buttons aren't where they're supposed to be, um, when I'm pressing something and it no longer does what it used to do, I'm now frustrated, angry, and I feel stupid at the same time because I'm like, well, the problem must be me because everyone else is kind of happy and being able to do it. And I think that yeah. I take a longer learning curve to be able to learn where things are. Like, I'm like, I had a horrible time like when they changed. Like setting your ways? I'm a little bit more set in my ways, but I think that like, it takes me a while to form a new pattern. And then once I'm in that pattern, it's hard to change. Like even just where, um, you know, how to restart your phone and turn on your phone. When they moved the button, I was pretty much lost and frustrated yeah. for a little yeah. while. Because you couldn't just hold the home button down anymore. No, and yeah. now I was like, you know, how do I how do I do a hard reset on my phone? And I'm constantly like... So how about the new phone? Because you were one of the people complaining that the phone would take over the entire screen. You would be playing your game or you would be looking up something. So this and then, is for the new, the new iOS yeah. update. Yeah, okay. bam, phone call. Like what, you're trying to press a button, suddenly it's <laughs> right. a hang up. You're trying to right. play right. a game, right. suddenly right. it's... Right. Right. And now it's just at the top of the screen yes. and I don't even know how to answer a call anymore. So so actually this was one that I really wanted because I was so frustrated when I'm playing a game or I'm yeah. doing something or I have to answer someone's message. It's really time sensitive. And then someone calls and my phone is hijacked for a period of time. I felt like I was being held hostage. And that was 
really angering to me. And I couldn't just like decline because then they know yeah. that I've declined. So now I have to wait it out. I know. And I'm like, you, I know. I knew every time you declined. <laughs> Might have happened once or twice. Yeah, a day. A day. <laughs> um, so this one, I actually updated immediately. Okay. Well, okay. Two days after the up, which for me is immediately, okay. um, because I wanted to be able to get the new features. I thought that being able to have the, the you're being, you know, the phone calls there and you could just bloop, just flick it away <laughs> if I want flick. Like I a chat it. head, like, a, like an angry bird. I really did. I really, and the feeling is great. It was just, bloop, you're gone. But also I could continue to do things. Yeah. I like the picture in pictures so I could multitask at the same time. So I updated. And the widgets, all the widgets. I do love, yeah, I, I did. I really enjoyed the widgets. Thank you, Lori and Joe, for like going through them with me um, and how to do them. They're awesome and fun and enjoyable. Yeah. So those I enjoyed. But even with that, I ended up like typing in messages and I'm typing and there's no message. And then I have to restart the phone. And then I was on a web page and I'm trying to scroll and it's not scrolling. <laughs> and then I'm like, you see, like, it comes back to haunt me. I'm like, this is why but I don't But if it was update. Reddit, Reddit just never works. Like, Reddit on no, an but, iPhone okay. never works. For me, it works, usually, and then it didn't after this update. Now, again, is it the update's fault? Is it Reddit's fault? I don't know, but I blame the update it's because Reddit's that's what fault. happened. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but the update's what just happened. And so, in my mind, I blame the update. So, I end up with this level of frustration and that's why I don't update. I figure that everyone else is going to beta test for me. Mm -hmm. And once it's nice and stable, I will slowly sink my feet into the update pool. I will ask everyone how to do things and annoy everyone. So like Renee gets my tech calls and I'm like, Renee. But I mean, all of Twitter is a lot of times when a new update comes out, I'll post like new update and they'll just say, no, I'll wait for you, Renee. You go ahead and do it. I'll be waiting here in 45 I'm minutes to see if them. your phone reboots. I I totally understand that. It's yeah. a horrible, it's just such a horrible experience when you get used to something. Change shouldn't just be for change's sake. And I think that sometimes when they do something and change it, like they sometimes make it worse. They sometimes, like suddenly I have. Well, all like, the apps you know, update for subscriptions, right? Uh, it's just, you know, and I like I have this like translator app and now suddenly I have to sign in where I didn't have to sign in before. And so now I'm just let angry. me ask you this though. On an, if, I, if we were to just casually glance at your phone out of like 300 apps, would it be true that like 200 plus would not be updated? Are you going to look now and see how yeah, many apps you have to update? Let's find okay. out. Right. Let me this see. It's going to be interesting. I'm guessing <laughs> that it's at least two thirds. Um, okay, so I don't know how to know how many apps I actually have on my phone. But how phone. many says need update? 131. 131 apps. <laughs> I would not be able to sleep. <laughs> I would be pushing that button so fast. But you see, at least on the, it doesn't show it on the app. You have to like now yeah. touch the app store to see it. And I, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to happen. The last time I They updated, should implement that. Update me now, Georgia. A little badge that goes right on the app. That's just like a little Georgia icon that says update me. I, I. I'm obstinate. It would just okay. make me not want to do it even. See, I think the opposite way. I think like these apps are just rotting. Like the minute I install them, they go through bit rot. Like they're getting worse and worse. Things are breaking. Caches aren't clearing. <laughs> right. um, things are just building up. They're just getting all, they're just getting gross like over time. Right. And updating them is how I refresh them. And I want them to be fresh and, you know, always up to date for You me. see, I figure that, you know, the apps are just now, they're like, you know, you're getting in and then after they're going to want something from you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good where it is now. Everything's working fine. Why should I do it? I wonder if iOS 7 started this because that was just such a radical update. For years, people were used to getting the new iOS 
and they would get probably get more apps. That was like, and more features, you know, that, that was it. But iOS 7 was such a radical redesign. It went from these rich, photorealistic textures right. that Steve Jobs loved and Scott Forrestal knew just how to make sure. Cause like when Scott wasn't there, these artists, these poor artists made like 300 versions of an icon and Steve would go, nope, 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 nope. But when Scott was there, he could get them to like three versions that Steve would either, like he would almost always pick one of them. So if it was like the stitched leather from Steve's airplane right. or it was like the bookshelves for- See though, he was smart though, right? Cause he like, he like played to the, he knew his audience, yes. right? He's like, this is Steve, Steve yours. was his audience. This is yours, right? Yeah. This is from your home. This is from your color palette. Yeah. Like that was just brilliant. Yeah. But the thing is, is that that's Steve's color palette. He knew palette. the blue. It's not my color palette. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is that when iOS, when when Steve Jobs passed away and right. Scott Forrestal left, right. and Johnny Ive did this huge redesign, and right. they made everything flat. Yes. And they got rid of the texture. They got rid of everything. That was such a change for people. They 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 turned back their they hit like download install. They turned their phone came back on, and it was a whole different world. And I think that yeah. was probably disconcerting because as yeah. much as humans hate boredom. We hate change. And we hate radical change, right? Yeah. Like if something's incremental change, we deal very well with it. If something is a very quick change and it's a lot of things, it can be overwhelming. We actually have anxiety. Does it matter we if we instigate that. the change or not? It matters if we have a, a reason for that change, right? Okay. If it's in, more intuitive to us, it can actually be a good thing. But also when you're dealing with people that are like some people are just more set in their ways. And so change yeah. is a really bad thing. And so if like you know, you like the way that you've set something up and then suddenly everyone's going to mess with it. It's like coming home to your house and someone's redesigned Mr. your Beast house. Mr. Beast has taken all your, your furniture out and put your furniture in. <laughs> right, but you're going to get a new house in the end, okay. so it's okay. That's fine. Um, but you didn't deal with that. Like, it, it's almost like sometimes Apple does stuff that they're like, this is going to be good for you. And yeah. it seems like like this parent that's going to force you into doing yeah. something. They think they're our dad and or their mom. Or I'm mom. oppositional. So I just don't like that. Even if I'm going to like the change in the end, I kind yeah. of want to be a part of the process. Yeah. And I feel like it's happening to me. And so that feeling of we spend so much time on our computers and are on our phones and we're used to something, yeah. we're comfortable with it, we might have already customized it to something that we like. And then the next update, all of that could be wrecked. Yeah. And if you are one of those people that spend, and I don't, like I don't have anything in folders that like they're just, it's just a mess. <laughs> but if you have spent all of that time. How do you time, find anything? Do you just search? I search. Okay. I can't find it. It's horrible. I search for things and then I know like where like four apps So you just are. pull down spotlight search, you start typing in the app type and it pops up? Type in the app and then it okay. pops up. Have you tried the app library? Have you, sw have you swiped over to the app library? Swipped, swiped, swapped. I don't know. English swiped, is so hard. Yeah. Swipping. Sometimes it happens by mistake and then I'm like, oh, look at this. Okay. But no, but no <laughs> usually okay. because I don't want to deal with change. It's scary to me. I'm like, wait, where am I? Why am I here? What are all so of they these think, icons? So Apple's, I think, opinion on this is that a lot of this is heavy lifting and they don't want right. to burden their customers with like all these different choices and all these different things. And so they'll make these decisions for us. And right. I think they just assume that they have better taste. And sometimes they do, sometimes they radically do not. Like it's like, no bad, roll back, roll back, roll right, back. Right. Well, you see that I like even that thought like kind of offends me, but sometimes they're right. And then I'm I'm so happy that you yeah. did that and, and I'm right, right? Like Well, you like your your clients are supposed to not substitute your judgment for theirs, but at least lean on your expertise. Well, you see, and I think we're supposed to lean they believe we're supposed to lean on their expertise. Okay, let's unpack that. Okay. So so in Apple's case, 
Apple's this big company that, you know, maybe has a few people that have a discussion, maybe does beta, beta testing and actually listens to a few people. But like when I'm working with someone in therapy, it is, one is they're the boss, okay. I'm not. And second, I'm doing the things that they want and what they're hoping for. So it's kind of client driven. Okay. It's not like me, I'm going to now force my will upon someone else and you're going to live the life that I would want to like live. Just like eat tacos every Tuesday right? and they're fine. So yeah, we, okay. which is a good thing. I think that that's always a positive, but it may not be a positive for you. Okay. And, and so I think that the relationship is different. And I don't know. It, so are we Apple's client and they should be doing a better job of seeing to our needs? Or are they sort of subsuming, like there's a billion people out there, all of them are gonna disagree about different things, so we're gonna find what we believe to be the best way for them to do any given task. So it's it's a really difficult balance, right? Because I think that in a lot of cases, like people don't always understand what they want and how they're gonna interact yeah. with technology. Well, that's that famous saying, right? Like if I ask my customers, all they'd want is faster horses. Yeah, yeah, and for cheaper, cheaper, yeah. faster, cheaper horses. faster horses. Constantly, yeah. Um, and so I, I think that that's a problem with that. And I think that Apple often does a good job of yeah. that user interface is comfortable. And, and when they do make mistakes, they do try to kind of like come back and... So I wonder though, I wonder if because they get negative pushback on almost everything, whether it's good or right. bad, right. when it's legitimately bad, they don't know because they're so used to just getting pushback regardless. It takes them a while to actually process. It's not like, oh, if we just wait, they'll see why we're right to, oh, we waited and it turns out we really were wrong. And then it creates this gap of... It's sort of like this buffer of badness before we get a reaction <laughs> buffer to Buffer of badness. It's like no, it's like the, the Force Touch trackpad. And I'm right. sorry, I'm jumping around. Like the Force yeah. Touch trackpad, yes. it is so good. Like it, it messes with my brain. It's, it's a really solid good. piece of, of glass and steel that when you turn it on, it, it and it's way better than the old the one. Weirdest, it's the weirdest thing because you the, wouldn't believe it. But the butterfly keyboard. Let's do it. Yeah, it's terabad. Like. Horrible. But. We, but people push back on both initially before we had the failure rates, before there was everything. Yes. It's just like, well, this feels weird. Well, this type's it. weird. Yeah. And they're like, we're, you, you're going to see we're right. And about the trackpad, they were. But about the butterfly thing, they weren't. And it took so long for them to realize but it. I don't think that anyone had a huge amount of uproar about the trackpad, whereas the butterfly keyboards, they, I, well, okay, I hated them right away from the start. Yeah. Um, you know, like there, there's, you know, like I never liked it. I thought that it was horrible. The... Pencil, hate. Why are you picking on um, pencil? I'm so just minding its own business. It's just being yeah. a pencil. Um, you know, so there's some stuff I think that people really had an uproar about. And yeah. I think that Apple sometimes, and I get it, there's, you know, like they can't just make change effortlessly. Yeah. And they do eventually. They, they went back on the so keyboard. To so to bring this full circle, are you afraid of updating apps, you know, much less the operating system, because you never know whether you're going to get the force touch trackpad or the butterfly keyboard? Yeah. And I think that the updates are often disingenuous with what they tell you that they're going to do, right? Like I would not have my translator app, I would not have updated if they would have forced me to log in yeah. with either Google or, you know, um, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it in the first place because I wanted all of the, the, the pieces that I could get with that. And I, I couldn't get that. And I was really frustrated because now I'm missing out on information yeah. because you know, Google and Facebook want to steal the words that I want to translate. Um, and so I just didn't do it for a really long time. And I wrote them an angry email. I'm really sorry. But I did because I would not have done that. But it was an app that I used yeah. and I thought it was important. So if it was more clear and it was honest and they would get like, I don't know what, Apple would smack them on the hand if they <laughs> lied. Maybe I would update more often the apps that I use. But I also think that it's especially difficult with iOS, which is a managed platform, because you can't just go back. Like, yeah. if if you're yeah, if you're a high bit nerd and you know how to do all the sort of rollback procedures, you can. It's ugly, but you can. Right. Um, 
but or you know at least until Apple stops signing, then it's harder. But it's you can't just install it and say, oh, I hate this, and go right like press a button and say, yeah. roll this back. You're stuck. There's yeah. No, yeah, there's no safety net. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No, um, I have gone off betas on some devices occasionally, but like I did the whole thing, like I backed them up and this was only beta software. I backed them up and I, and I reinstalled because I had to get something done and they were just not, they were just not working. So I functionally had to do it, right. but it's not easy. And that's the beta. It's like the easiest version is the betas. Right. Production software for Apple, even for apps on the app store, it's not easy. Yeah. So it just leaves people frustrated. So are you, you have updated to iOS 14, 14. Yeah. And you have not updated the vast majority of your apps. No. Are you expecting that to change in the near future? Nope. <laughs> I don't even think that I'm probably going to update to like 15 or even any of the, like, if it's not a, like, I probably will stick with this unless it's something that it's going to run and performance will be Well, you're going to have to do the next iOS because that's when all the new emoji come. That I do do it for emoji. And it's punishing so because sad. you get the little square box if you don't have them. People send you messages and you're like, what is that? And it's no, like, oh, see, new that emoji. Would, that's, that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super interesting to me because again I open the app store and if it says there are apps that haven't opted, updated automatically I get angry. I'm like really? why haven't you updated already? So you actually put on auto yeah. updates. It's not even in your control. No. You don't even want no. to know about it. No. You just want it yeah. to happen and it's done. Yeah. It's I don't want them. I don't want to have to micromanage my my gear. I, I think it should take care of itself for me. Oh, that that's an unpleasant thought. Yeah, for me. sometimes sometimes it's less T two and more T one. Right. You know, sometimes the, sometimes the Schwarzenegger model is not on my side. Okay, well, you let us know. Are you, like, does Renee win out on this vote and you are an auto-updater? Hashtag Team Renee. <laughs> or do you want the control because one day the machines are going to take over? Hashtag Team Geo. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the power is in your own hands. Let us know. Um, I do have this nightmare about machines taking over, though, and it was not helped at all this week when Amazon announced mm. a new, I don't know if it's an, it's a, well, it's not Amazon, technically, it's their subsidiary ring, yeah. which has been all shades of problematic in the past. Yes. And we can get into that if we have time. But they announced this new drone, internal, inside drone that sits in a container. Yep. And then if it detects something, flies up. And starts patrolling your house very much like the dropships in Terminator, at least as far as I'm concerned. Right. Now, Ring, you know, they've been accused of working with the police uh, to use your outside cameras, maybe against you, maybe for the public good. Yeah. They've been accused of letting their contractors, being so eager to, to uh, get their contractors to get work done faster and cheaper, that they let them spy on us. Right. Um, there, there's just been litany after litany of privacy abuse. And it's true. Like this camera, when it's in the holding, it's covered. But it can go up and and patrol, like helicarrier patrol your hallways, and they say it's loud because on it's, it's not they say it's loud on purpose. The for, funniest part is that they that they're the all thing, loud. Is that they say that it's loud? It's loud as a feature, which like I was for like for privacy, that is so you know so it's coming. So disingenuous. That's so disingenuous. It's like it's a fan. Right, it makes it's the normal it's noise. It's a fan. You can't make it silent. Yeah. They don't know how. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they have the technology. I don't want. Now I'm even more afraid. Right, right. Stealth, you don't know when stealth, it's get to the chopper. Right, stealth chopper. And and it's taking a video yeah. of your house. So inside, now it's yeah. not just outside your house, and it can kind of hear when you're inside your house. But this is now in your home, right? Yes. 1984, you're now bringing this into your home. And I imagine for... like the infrared scanning, like and every communicating back to to uh, Washington state, to, yeah. to, to Seattle yeah. with Amazon, yeah. and them just building perfect little maps of the insides of all their houses. And 
because it's Amazon, it's all Amazon. the products that we have yep. that they can then suggest, oh, oh, that lamp is so 1997. You really yes. need a new lamp, Georgia. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Suddenly Amazon's advertising everything that I've talked about. Yes. Right? And suddenly I have or that. Or the things that it sees things. in your house. Well, That TV would... is not big enough for the Super Bowl, Georgia. Ex- well, now we're going through TVs because we can yeah. tell that that's broken or that's what we were speaking about. Not There's no speaking We had Big it. Brother, a... and then which was the government. Then we had Little Brother, which were all of us with their cell phones. Yes. And now we have Middle Brother. Yeah. We have the Goldilocks Brother, which is corporations. And, and the surveillance stuff they're putting in our homes. <laughs> well, the funniest thing is the first thing I thought when I saw it, so it's, it's really, really tiny, yeah. right? It looks like, like a drone. And it's a tiny little, little, you know, just yeah. a regular drone that goes around and videotapes. The first thing I was like, that's like really cool. Like yeah. having a drone inside your house that will just yes. patrol. I'm like, so awesome. That's, that's the my genius. first thought. It's that, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then my next thought is like, oh my God, yeah. right? Like the privacy, the risk of this. Um, it's like this. It's like, oh my God, that technology is so cool. I can have a mini drone patrolling my house. Prote- mm-hmm. Oh my God. And like the terror. Yeah, me. The, the terror hits and go, oh my God, this is a drone inside my house. Yeah. Plus like the protection part of this, and yeah. we'll kind of go through the psychology of this and why this is even an issue to it. One is it's really, really tiny. Like the first thing I think is like the, the person that burglarizes the house, right? Like they're already in. Well, so, it's, like, it's three seconds until they come armed with right? darts. Like but the Nerf guns to take out your drone. Like, just bring a, um, a, a, a tennis spatula. racket, right? And you're just just gonna whack that drone, or you're gonna be like, "Ooh, great, a drone!" Oh, it's gonna be and like you're just gonna pick up the drone. You're just gonna be like, "Great, I've just made a K. I've I just got a, drone. a drone." Well, it, it'd be a like drone to my you'll hear it going, to me. going to da, 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 and you'll think it's like thund- like uh, Airwolf or Blue Thunder, yeah. like da 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 da. And then and you think it's gonna terrify them, right. and because it's the nineteenth one they've seen that night, right. they're either gonna just net it, nerf it, or grab it, and well, it's for their collection. You know that what's gonna happen is everyone that has a cat, there's gonna be cat videos you're gonna see the drone is gonna be there the cat's gonna jump up grab the drone mommy i caught the drone right like you know like and it like if it dusted the house like if it went up and dusted while it was doing it now it might be interesting it was like a room for the walls it can't dust it's gonna drop dust that's it oh you see not as much yeah it's just gonna push the dust everywhere it's like a crop duster but what happens with these these things is that like we we end up feeling like when we talk about security versus privacy is that like security and how secure we actually are what are you know what is our safety rating to that yeah. one is there's a statistical number right like so in the 1990s we were like it was not as safe like if you take mm-hmm. a look at the 1990s today it is a stark decrease for all crime yeah all crime has just gone bloop but cable you, news and facebook won't tell you this but yeah the actual well, no, statistics because will fear sells yes so what happens fear is controls that Yes, you'll give up. Yeah. You'll give up your own privacy for the feeling of being more safe. And, and your I say own power. the feeling of being yeah. more safe. Of course, right? So what happens is that we now, because we because of the amount of media that we consume, we feel less safe. And yeah. across the board, all of my clients feel less safe than they did in the nineteen nineties. Yeah. And yet we are vastly more safe. Well, I remember that. So it was we a were. conversation on a news network. I was at an airport, it was one of the American networks. And they were interviewing someone and he said, crime is way up in the city. And I forget if it was like Washington or New York or something, but crime is way up. And the news host pushed back and said, actually, the statistics show that it's way down. Way down. And he says, oh, yeah, but I don't feel that way. And I don't think my constituents feel yes. that way. And feelings are more important than facts. And she just stared at him. Yeah. And that is really, the but truth. that's that's gone from just government because government has historically used that to do things like the Patriot Act and to, just to take away civil liberties when they can. But now corporations are... Not only 
dipping into that, but into my lust and love of technology. Right. Because I want home robots. I, I want home want drones. Home robots, yeah. I want these awesome... I love Iron Man and Jarvis and the idea that I can just talk to my house and I have that with HomeKit or with Alexa or Google, but... I didn't know they'd be talking back. Like, not talking back, but I didn't know that they'd they be would tracking be everything. taking everything. Yeah, like yes. they'd be giant sucking vacuums of data. Yeah, yeah. and that we then give up. Like, I thought the, the price would be money, not privacy. Yes, yeah. and the feeling of being secure. Because, like, let's just say it, like, the person's already broken in yeah. by the time that this is even activated. So what theater. do you end up with? You yeah. end up with a video of the person... And, taking and your drone. Taking your drone and everything else that's with it. Um, and if they're really mean, they safe? take the drone last. They drag the drone around so you can they, you can see them right. on film taking all your stuff. Them laughing at it. Exactly. Putting it, it it'll be like a vlog or something. Right, them right. And then at the end, the... The, yeah. the drone goes back yeah. and then you end up having this. So, so Mark Robert makes a drone that explodes a drone in that confetti. Explodes. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so I, I just, it's one of these things that, would, would, you, would you get it, Renee? No, hell no. Like the tech person in me, again, the person who <laughs> yeah. loves technology, loves the future, who, who literally can't get the future yes. fast enough, that is equally opposed by the me who is scared to death about how much we're ceding to these companies just because it's almost like, uh, like I've likened it to big cigarette, big tobacco before, yeah. but it's also like candy. It's like, you know, it's not good for you, but it tastes good. I like it fulfills all my desires from movies and TV and all these things, yeah. but it's detrimental to my several liberties. Yeah. That was the same thought I had. It was like, yes, I want it. And then I was like, okay, wait a second. What is, what is the cost for this? Right? Like yeah. what happens if, you know, like, and, and they, they answered to the privacy issue saying that we believe in your privacy unless the government tells us that we have yeah. to give up your information or the police say that we have but to give up But it exists. That's the problem. It's like, it's yeah. the opposite of backups. Everyone yes. always says, if you don't have a backup of your data, you don't have your data. Yes. If you have, you know, a second copy, that's one copy. If you have three copies, because you want to get to that data. But the minute you allow these companies to do this, they now have a copy of your data. And let's say that, that Amazon was run by angels, you know, that they were, or, or like benevolent robots, like there was no way they would misuse it. That copy of your data still exists. And that means it is the is subject to the weakest link, the most evil person, the person who is who has gambling debts, or works for a foreign government or a, a, a local government, for that matter. Or even your ex. Yeah. Well, right? they did that, right? I know. So you end up having all of these things that you're now trusting a yeah. company which privacy policy you can't really read through. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to be. And the servers you even, don't own. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they're going to do the best with it, one is they could be bought out, and yeah. two, that someone nefarious could end up having access to this, or they could be hacked. Because like the cloud only really means somebody else's computer. Like yes. It's backed up to the cloud. It's stored on our servers. Yes. That just means their computer is not yours. Yes. That everything that you do is somewhere yeah. else being saved, which in the best of cases will do nothing and in the worst of cases could destroy you. And I'm not even talking, and some people are like, well, I have nothing to hide. And that to me is just such det detrimental thinking because we went from an era where, let's say you're jaywalking uh, and, and the police see you and they give you a ticket. But let's say the police say, I want to get Georgia. Yeah. I'm going back through all this footage to find her jaywalking two months ago that I'm yeah. giving her a ticket. I want to get Renee. Uh, he's not doing anything right now, but I can get access to the drone footage from inside his house or the, you know, the, the recordings from his digital assistant inside his house or the camera that's on his TV inside his house. And I can see that he did this thing and maybe it was accidental, maybe it was incidental, but I'm not going to use that to create this case. It becomes almost like 
Like, I wanted an ED-209 as a kid. I know it sounds dumb, but the no, way some no, kids totally want dogs, I wanted an ED-209. But ED-209 shot people to death until people started laughing. And I think that was a, an, an, abje- an object lesson. That was a, a warning to us about where some of this stuff goes. Yes, but unfortunately, we don't really think about what could happen. We, we just do it now and we'll say sorry for later. Um, sorry, and, so sorry. Yeah, and I don't, like, I think that people think that, you know, it's not going to happen to me. And because yeah. of that, people are only upset when it happens to me. And they're like, oh, no, it happened to them. It still won't happen to me. And it's getting worse because I remember a few years ago, there was a Super Bowl ad for Gmail. And they showed you how to make a Gmail account for your baby. So that you could start um, putting all their data into Google from birth. And people got offended. Like people got horrified by that ad and Google ended up scrapping it. And the whole idea that you would give Google like your child's entire life, that was a line too far for us. But now Amazon, part of this project, they've been doing a lot of for kids stuff. Like, and in some ways it's great. Amazon Fire tablets for kids, Amazon Echoes for kids so that they they can tell them, they can play music or read a story without you having to do it. But They've made like these cute cuddly tiger and other little animal versions of it. And it's really just to get data harvesters into our kids' lives at an earlier age and make them used to having that data collected about them. And once someone is comfortable with giving up your data of not having privacy, then this no longer becomes an issue that anyone is going to speak up about. Because if we don't speak up, these companies are not going to on their own police themselves. We're horrible at policing ourselves. So they're going to be fine with being able to harvest as much as we can until someone says stop. And enough of us say stop that it hurts their bottom line or there's regulations that are going to hurt them or there might be jail time for them. Well, that's the Facebook thing is that they they do something egregious and apologize and then push the line further, do more egregious and apologize. And we don't ever walk them back. Right. Uh, and it's just it's one more step down this path. And again, the technology is fantastic. I want all of it and I want it now. But I think like Lori Gill, mutual friend of ours, Lori Gill, she runs iMore. She's total badass. She's a literal rock star. And she back before the world ended, she had other rock bands staying with her. And I remember she said that she went into her guest room and she had just a bunch of, because she's a geek tech person like us, reviews a bunch of stuff. She had a bunch of virtual assistants in there and they had gone through and unplugged all of them before before going to sleep that night. And she's just realized that, yeah. And people talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like if someone comes into your house, yeah. do you tell them you have a virtual assistant or a camera security system or like any of these things? And the, the reverse, like we all have microphones in our phones now and yeah. cameras and assistants. Do we put those in little like lock boxes or electric proof boxes when yeah. we walk into there? I don't understand. I don't know what we're supposed to do anymore. Yeah, no, but it's true. My sister, when she stays over, there's suddenly little cards that are over all of the camp because there's cameras all over yeah. my house. Most of them, you know, aren't there, but she's putting, she puts something in front of yeah. them. And, you know, what information is coming out of our, you know, phones? What are we dealing with it? And how does that, how does that make other people feel? It's a, Big deal, yeah. right? All of my VR machines look like a whole bunch of cameras yep. in my house. And I'm they like, are. They're sensors that literally like, read the 3D I'm space like, they're in not, your room. But then I'm like, actually, they are. Yeah. And I can understand that people would feel awkward or probably just think, what is she doing? <laughs> Why does she need this many cameras? Yeah, I remember when it was a joke. Like, it was a commercial, a cute little ad for Apple's second generation iMac, the one that looked like the Pixar lamp. 
And it just it really just sat there and you could move it around as you needed. But in the commercial, there was a guy looking at the window and moving and the iMac was moving to follow him. But Amazon just announced that product as part of this mm. too, where they now have an Echo Show, which has the screen on it so you can watch Netflix or use recipes. And it's super convenient because if you're in the kitchen and your hands are full, you don't have to adjust the screen, it's just gonna right. follow you. But I imagine walking past it going and just watching me and then just bringing up a Nerf gun going until it falls over because I don't want it watching me. That's a bridge too far. So tell us what, where is your line? How comfortable do you feel with the technologies there? Are we, you know, we do we have are we, our, our tinfoil yeah, hats? Yeah. Are our tinfoil hats just too thick? Too tight. And we should <laughs> we should just let it go? Or is this something that we need to have more discussions about? I think both of us are hashtag team privacy. Team privacy for this one. Yeah. We're on the same board. So if you're subscribed to Nebula, just stay tuned because we're going to get to the bonus topics in a second. But if you're not, Georgia, where can people find out more about you? You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. How about you, Renee? Uh, I don't have any of those luxurious dashes things. I don't know how you lucked into them. Right. But you can find me on Twitter at Renee Ritchie. And you can find me at YouTube at Renee Ritchie where I do almost daily tech videos. Now, if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. Please make sure you subscribe either to the video or the audio. If you are in Apple Podcasts, just scroll all the way to the bottom. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It really helps out. It tells Apple that people are interested in the show and they're more likely to feature it so we can find more amazing people like you to talk with, discuss with, engage with on the show. It also helps my ego. So <laughs> it doesn't make me feel hurt that no one's watching. Hi, mom. Uh, and we'd love your questions. We're still collecting them. We want to do Q&A episodes. So make sure whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in the YouTube comments, just leave us a comment, ask us your questions, let us know what we got wrong, give us feedback. We really right. appreciate all of that. And if you're not subscribed to Nebula, you can. it's super easy. Just go to curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie. It's like, I think it's like 17 bucks a year. And you get Curiosity Stream and Nebula, two streaming. It's the best damn deal in streaming today. And then you get to watch us do one more topic every week.